welcome to another episode of the Eastridge at Cutler Bay Connections podcast. I'm your host, Christopher McClellan. Our podcast offers the stories of fascinating residents who call Eastridge at Cutler Bay home and the terrific team members who are dedicated to improving our residents' lives. To learn more about our life plan community and our wonderful amenities, visit us online at eastridge at cutlerbay.com or call us at 305-349-3951 and be sure to subscribe to our Eastridge at Cutler Bay Connections podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. In this episode, I am excited to introduce you to our dynamic resident, Fran Plummer. Throughout the episode, Fran offers her inspiring philosophies about life and happiness, which will be infectious. I know you are going to enjoy this delightful conversation. Let's join my visit with Fran, and we'll see you on the other side of the podcast. Well, greetings, Fran, and welcome to another episode of the Eastridge at Cutler Bay Connections podcast. It's uh, great to visit with you today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, now, <laughs> we have so much to chat about today, but uh, I guess one of the things I want to know right off the bat is you're involved in a lot of the community projects, Christmas in July, Farmer's Market. How do you find time to do all this? Well, you have to remember, I don't work and I don't really <laughs> cook. And they don't really clean, so I have all the time that they want to make available. Now, that's because you have all these amenities at uh, Eastridge. Right. We get one one meal a day, large meal. We have light housekeeping once a week. And, you know, there's very little I have to really do around the house, except if I get real fussy. <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine that happening. So tell us about the Christmas in July program. Well, Christmas in July was started out as a kind of a teaser to let people know that we do have a big bazaar in December. And it's usually the first week in December. It's a bazaar that has uh, craft items, items mm-hmm. from the thrift shop, from ceramics, from our garden center. And uh, sometimes we have a, a, a light breakfast. We did have pancake breakfast for several years. And this past year, it's 2020, we were not allowed to have any visitors. So we just had coffee and Danish. And we did very well. It was unbelievable. And I understand that you're kind of an expert in crafting. Well, not really. I took it up when I moved here to Eastridge. I never had the time before to do it. And then, like I said, I have this time. <laughs> and what I really took up and I enjoyed, we have peacocks at Eastridge. Yeah. And what do you do every year when they drop all their feathers? Well, I asked everyone. They said, oh, we just put them in a vase and look at them. And I said, did you ever make a wreath? Oh, no, nothing like that. So I, I researched it and went on the internet and fiddled around, and I ended up making peacock wreaths that are quite beautiful. Well, that is fantastic. Walk me through the process. What do you need to do or what kind of supplies do you need to, to have available to, to make a wreath? Well, you need styrofoam. You need mm-hmm. uh, cloth to cover the styrofoam. Then you need feathers. <laughs> And I have a group of people that are my gatherers. They Every time they see a peacock eye feather, just with the eyes, I don't really use the others, they mm-hmm. uh, leave them at my apartment. And it takes about 40 peacock eyes to make one wreath. So you glue them on and uh, you have a wreath. And so everybody's kind of involved because they're looking for the feathers for you. 
It's like it's, a community event. It is. I, I, in fact, I put it out last week in the bulletin. If you have any that you don't want, I'll come pick them up or just drop them off. And it's amazing the people that just say, oh, yeah, I have enough for me or my family. If you can have these. They're quite beautiful. I would imagine you enjoy doing it as well. Well, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's creative and you feel like you've accomplished something. The other thing we, we get into is making cork items out of corks because we have every Friday we have a um, happy hour and wine is served. So we have lots of corks. Saving the corks and saving the peacock flowers. That's a uh, peacock feathers. <laughs> yeah, the peacock feathers. That that in and of itself is an activity that you could stay involved. Right. Thank goodness. But inquiring minds want to know because we've we in our previous uh, some of our previous podcasts we we want to talk to you about what is it about this funeral and a segue? Okay, we have we had a segue. I had a segue, and Gary Sisler had one. Right. And the last time we ha- had a little accident with mine, and Gary said, okay, it's got, they got to go. I said, okay. We set up a room in the wellness center, and we put all flowers. We had about five bouquets of flowers. We had the segues there, and then we dressed in our proper attire for a funeral. I went to Goodwill and bought myself a black hat with a veil. <laughs> <laughs> Goodwill has some amazing hats that you could buy. Very appropriate. <laughs> And then we said memorial and uh, say goodbye. And as it turned out, there was someone there, one of the associates that was interested in buying them. And we sold them right away. So it was, it turned out very well. It was a fun event for everybody to kind of participate in. It was. It was a, an unusual event. <laughs> we got people involved, which is very good. Which is really one of the, one of the key components of living at Eastridge is there's so many activities for people to get involved with and enjoy their day. Yes, and you have to encourage people. Sometimes you have to call them up the day before. Don't forget this is happening or that is happening Mm -hmm. because people get busy with their own lives. This is just one other thing we like them to enjoy. And you mentioned about costumes. I I understand that you like uh, to get dressed up in in costumes for different different events. Well... (laughs) Every month we have birthday night and you celebrate the birthday of the people that were, had a birthday that month. And usually there is a theme to it. And tomorrow, which is Thursday, is our birthday night. And the theme is going to be Hawaiian type of attire. And of course, I have my grass skirt and everything else to go with it. <laughs> so you're, you're revealing your you're revealing your attire the, the day well, before. That's all right. That's, that's, it'll work <laughs> out fine. But we've had some fantastic outfits that we have. We have used. That's a lot of fun, I would imagine. Yes. We had um, one outfit we had for, it was, what did they call it? The nights for the movie theater when they celebrate the new. The Oscars? The Oscar night. It was Oscar mm-hmm. night. And we mm-hmm. really didn't know what to do because 2020 really didn't have any films to think about. Here it is 2021. Right. We're celebrating the, the films from 2020. So we went to a local costume shop and I got what I call a dumb blonde uh, uh, wig, which is the face and a blonde hair. I'm not a blonde myself. I'm kind of salt and pepper. And Gary got a very ugly man's hope and face and hair. And we walked in and no one knew who we were. It was fun. And I had a bouquet of flowers and an old velvet long dress on. And it was it was really interesting. We'd talk, look at people and they didn't have a 
Oh goodness, I could. I, I have a vision of this. That what a what a fun evening that must have been. It was. It was. Yeah. And I also understand that you are an avid fitness buff. Can you talk a little bit about your your exercise and fitness activities? Well, I have been. When I moved in, I, I've always been very active physically. And mm-hmm. as he is going on, I've, I've slowed down and I've kind of gotten different ideas what to do for exercise, exercises because I realize as you get older, you can't really do everything you'd like to do. And you really shouldn't do as much as you did when you were 20, 30, 40 years old because right. the body is getting old and it's hard to accept, but it really is. So you don't take up new projects. Like if you've never done Tai Chi, don't start it when you're 80 years old. <laughs> it doesn't work. In fact, it could probably do you more harm than good. Moderate, you could do a little bit in moderation. So I've moderated as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. I like to dance. I like the line dance, which I do like two or three times a week. And that we have here and we have it. I do it outside also, outside events. You know, the line dancing is, that in and of itself is is intriguing because there's a lot of cardio advantage to line dancing but i you also enjoy swimming if i understand that correctly i go swimming every day i do oh 20 laps every morning and i walk two miles every morning that's like done thing every day the earlier the better i think i start about six in the morning especially in in south florida the earlier the better in the summertime (laughs) right right no we uh we learned that and we realized walk first go for swim and your day is complete with your exercise Mm -hmm. The other thing with line dancing, people forget, you have to memorize steps. And like yesterday, I was at an event. We were learning a new dance, has 64 steps. You have to learn them. 64 steps. 64 (laughs) steps. So it's not just a physical, it's a mental challenge. The exercise Mm -hmm. of the brain, which is tremendous. It's really exciting. It's a ma- there, there's added benefits to the line dancing for Ex- uh, for memory retention too. Exactly. I I would not have thought of that. So that's yes. a yeah. that's great information to have. In fact, that's why a lot of people won't line dance because they have to learn the steps, and they either they don't want to bother, or they really some people can't do it. They just cannot learn the steps. Everyone's individual. I had a hard time doing the electric slide at weddings, so I just kind of sit and watch. You have to realize that's like 16 steps of 24 steps. That's all you're doing. And you repeat them over and over. (laughs) Repetitive, repetitive. Yeah, right. You've been a resident uh, at Eastridge since 2010. You've seen a lot of wonderful things over the past 11 years at Eastridge. Can you talk a little bit about that, please? Well, I initially came because my husband had Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. I knew he was still walking and able to function in that way, but he was a different personality by the time we moved. You know, you would talk to him, he could carry on a decent conversation for five to 10 minutes and then you knew there was something wrong. But I knew he would get to the point where he would need more help than I would be able to give him. I thought, you know, I've got to think ahead. Moved here and I think it was two years and like six six weeks, he fell, broke his hip. And he moved on to skilled nursing, which he stayed for the next four years until he passed. But it was a great relief for me that I had someone taking care of him. I didn't have to worry about it. The transfer was very easy. And I Mm -hmm. could continue living and not be burdened because it is a big chore to take care of a spouse. Uh, Caregiving uh, in and of itself is a whole other component to a a relationship, Uh, you know, especially a pre-established relationship like yours and your husband. 
having that comfort and security knowing that uh, he was well taken care of, I, I think probably helped make the transition to Eastridge just a little bit easier for the two. Oh, yeah. It was a blessing because I knew something would happen. I, I was aware of the history. People, as they get older, especially with Alzheimer's, they lose their balance very easily and they fall very easily. Of course, you know what happens then. It's other right. complications. But it's the burden on a caretaker really can be very mental. Yes. It's really it's very difficult. It is difficult. And uh, I think you, it, it, you, you certainly had the foresight to plan ahead by making this decision. I'm, and I'm kind of wondering how you came to that decision. Did it, was it immediate? Was it, did you do some research? How did you make the decision to, to choose Eastridge? Well, uh, first of all, I'm a registered nurse and I was working at the time. And where I was working, we would get uh, Alzheimer's patients in for some condition that happened at home. And I would talk to the caretakers or the wife, the spouse, and, and I'd say, well, how are things doing? What are you doing? Da, da, da. And, and here they are taking care of them at home. I could see they are absolutely drained from all the responsibility. And then I retired, went to visit a few other places. But as it turned out, Eastridge was very close to where I used to live. It was 10 minutes away, which meant I could maintain my same shopping, doctors, insurance, okay. all the things that take time to develop and get comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And plus, I love the place because it was all one-story buildings, 76 acres of whatever I want to do, <laughs> so to speak, gardening or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it felt very comfortable. It felt like I was just moving to an apartment, not to a condo or to some medical place. It felt like a home. I like to describe it as paradise. <laughs> it's well, a- it is paradise because it's just very comfortable with the people. The residents are very soothing. They're, they're social. And the associates are just very cooperative and very helpful. You have such a, a wonderful, positive outlook on life. I'd, I'd really be interested if you could share your philosophy on life and why, at least from my perspective and talking to you today, why, you know, why are you so happy? Why am I happy? Well, I woke up this morning and I felt good. Mm-hmm. Did my usual items. I, I love, I enjoy gardening. I've done gardening for years. And my apartment is situated so that I have five by 40 feet of garden space. Plus I have an area in front of my apartment that I can use for gardening. And I enjoy just taking care of my plants, growing them, having something creative to do. And I just feel life is good. Life is good. And uh, with all the activities that you're involved in, there's probably not a day that goes by that you don't have something that you can decide that you want to do or not want to do. I play Bajan, which I love. I never played in my life. I moved here and learned how to play, which I enjoy. I learned how to play bridge, but I put that in the back burner. I figured when I get old and gray, I'll take up bridge because I'll have some idea what it's all about. I go to a lot of meetings because I want to keep involved in what's happening for the better of the residents, for the better mm-hmm. of us. And I think we need to have a constant input with the administration to let them know how we feel. For right. example, food, what we like, what we'd rather not have, mm-hmm. interests like that. Activities, we want movies, we want to go places. But if you don't tell them, they don't know. And I think that's one of the one of the many benefits at Eastridge is the Residents are always engaged 
with the administration and it really helps people you know make those good decisions on what what's working for them right and it, it makes for happy happy uh, residents make a happy community a happy see we come back you that's why you're happy you <laughs> <laughs> so so Fran, if, if you were putting your your nursing cap on at the moment and you were talking to somebody that was considering coming into Eastridge, what would what would you tell them? Well, biggest thing growing old, socially, you get disconnected unless you're in a community like this, because all your neighbors move out or leave, whatever reason, and then your new neighbors are usually a younger group, which is kind of difficult when you're 70, 80 years old, get connect with people in their 30s and 20s. And then you get to the point where you maybe don't want to drive a car anymore. Mm-hmm. And here at Eastridge, we have our, our surreys that take us and buses that take us places from church to shopping. So, and also socially, there's always someone here that you can talk to or join in an activity or be in a committee to meet other people. Whereas when you're home by yourself, it's very limited. You get, people get stuck watching TV or uh, a visit from the family. Oh, we'll come see you Sunday, every Sunday have a visit. That's all you get. That's not very mm-hmm. comforting. It kind of helps alleviate the isolation. Yes. And I'm sure last year with the pandemic, it was very difficult for a lot of people. Whereas here we could walk around, we kept our social distance, but we still didn't feel like we were isolated. It was very comforting. And you can have a, <laughs> a, a funeral for a segue. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Now we've, we've had some fun things around the pool. We did have, I don't know if they told you before, we had a scavenger hunt during the pandemic. Did they tell I'll you talk about a little that? bit about that, yeah. Well, we're trying to get people to do things, but we had to stay socially distanced. So we just had a scavenger hunt. It started at the pool area, and it was mm-hmm. around the pool and around the greens. And we had, a, probably we had about 50 people there. Of course, everyone kind of kept their distance. But mm-hmm. it was good to see people out of their homes because, as you right. know, everyone was kind of petrified, don't go near me. Sure. And it turned out very well. At Halloween, we had an outside Halloween party at the pool last year. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, Gary and I dressed as the title was We Escaped the, the Fires of California. And we were, we were <laughs> trees. We literally dressed as trees. <laughs> It was something else. The costume to make it, I made them out of branches with something else. Mm-hmm. But it brought out a lot of people. We we had the party around the pool area. We had refreshments. It, it's just things that you would never think happened around here during the pandemic. We were socializing. And it, it made people feel not as isolated, which was very important. And engaging with others is so important, especially in any time in life, but right. especially as as we get older, but I, I'd be remiss because you're talking about the pool if we didn't get the lowdown on the kayak. Oh, we uh, did. To, we did put the kayak together. We had a kayak party. We had right. a, a prize for naming the name of the kayak. And we had about 21 people give us names. So we read them all beforehand and both Gary and I picked the same name. When you heard it, it was it. And the name that we named called it is C for two, S-E-A for two. C for two, yeah. C for two. So we brought a, a kayak box, which was a 41 pounder, and we opened it up and there was a kayak and we put it inside the pool. Before putting it in the pool, we had a christening. We had 
you can go online and get these champagne bottles just for christening because uh-huh. they break, but they don't scatter the um, glass at all. So we christened the boat before we put it in the water, had a little drink of wine with it, and then we put it in the water and we paddled around the water and we had another good 60 people there, at least, unbelievable. So you can always reminisce that you're the, <laughs> the first voyage was right on the Research. pool. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, In fact, they also had this a uh, few months ago, we had a fashion show here. In the fashion show were all the clothes from the thrift shop. Okay. And we had six bottles. We all each had three changes of clothing, a casual, a kind of in-between, and a dressy. And the clothes were unbelievable. It was quite well-received. Another fun activity. At right. Eastridge right. that you're involved right. in, I, you know where, where do you find the time to do all this? Like I said, I don't cook. <laughs> that's right. I don't that's, clean. That's that's what I was looking for. <laughs> so goodness, Fran, it is such a delight talking with you. I appreciate you sharing today your experience and your wonderful stories. And goodness, thanks for all the the great things that you are doing for all the residents at, at Eastridge. Chris, it's been a pleasure talking with you. What a great conversation with Fran. And Fran's positive outlook truly makes one feel good and encourages us to join in the fun with Fran. Well done, Fran. And to learn how you can join in all the fun and learn more about our life plan community and and all of our wonderful amenities at Eastridge at Cutler Bay, visit us online at eastridge at cutlerbay.com or call us at 305-349-349. 3951 and be sure to subscribe to our Eastridge at Cutler Bay Connections podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm your host Christopher McClellan. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye for now.